Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the last chapter of all the diets under the sun. I've received a lot of messages for people wishing for me to finally end this book, and here comes the end. I hope you enjoy it. My name is Guillermo Perez. I am the author. And here we go. The last chapter is called The Struggle Never Ends. I was asked at least six months ago to add two more chapters to this book. Honestly, I did not know what to add. I wrote about my childhood experience. I wrote about my adult life and finally my thoughts on what the real cause of my situation is and how people may be able to avoid it. I let months go by before I realized what I needed to finish this book. How I still keep failing even though I know what I have to do to lose weight. Even worse, in the last six months I gained another 10 pounds. Why did this happen? Though sugar is the major culprit behind my weakness and proclivity to lose weight, it is also a sign of my own internal struggles. We have three dogs in the house. One is a Jack Russell Terrier called Madison. We got her as a puppy. This dog is now 19 years old and she is part of our family. She began to pee inside the house because she did not have good control of her bladder. We have to keep an eye on her and jump to get her outside in time. Unfortunately, more often than not, we have to clean up after her. This happens at all hours of the day and night, but we still love her. Other homes may not have put up with this. She also has suffered many seizures, but she always recovers as if nothing happened. We look into her cloudy eyes and see that she is still with us. If she lost her ability to walk, we would not be able to manage the situation. But we made the sacrifice to keep her with us as long as possible. To complicate things, our second oldest dog, Gracie, has a bad heart. She is on medication that she has to take twice a day, and it is not cheap. Because the condition causes her to retain water, she has difficulty breathing. She barks often and at all hours of the night. She still wags her tail and is relatively happy. We keep her comfortable. She is really intelligent and understands that she is having a problem. I used to walk the dogs every evening anywhere from 30 to 90 minutes. We used to go up the hill. They loved it. This is why they were still more attached to me than anyone else in the home. Many people believe the reason that both of them survive so long is because of the exercise they had when they were younger. True or not, it is sad now when I take the youngest one out for a walk alone. Our youngest dog, Prim, is nine years old and is still full of energy. She wants to go for walks and for the longest time over the last two years, I would not take her unless Gracie was up to going as well. Finally, though, after more than a year of barely taking them out, I began to take Prim by herself. I didn't do it daily because Gracie knows where we go and it is sad that I don't take her. Even if I believe she knows her limitations, I feel guilty taking Prim on a walk and leaving Gracie behind. This means what used to be around 25 hours of exercise every week is gone. It is probably down to at most 5 hours at best. This significantly affects my weight control issues. Finally, our children have grown older and the home is not the same as it was. This affects the chemistry at home between me and my wife. It is with regret that I have to admit that we have serious trouble communicating without getting angry with each other. I'm not going to go into the exact issues 
but it causes unhappiness and stress. This translates directly into poor eating and exercise habits. Once I get into a pattern of poor eating habits, I mean I have lost my will to resist. The will to fight my inclination towards overeating is all gone. Often, as I stuff food into my mouth, the thought is ringing in my ears. Don't eat that. Too many calories. Pass on that. You don't need it. Yet there is a demon in my mind keeping me from obeying the voices in my mind and heart. Those who are familiar with this know that each extra morsel will mean tighter and more uncomfortable clothing. That you will be more and more out of breath as you walk up a flight of stairs. And that you will be fat and very unhappy with your appearance. The question is why? Why can't I fight my own demons and win? How can I overcome my careless inclinations? This week, for instance, I said to myself, I would get up and start exercising before work every day like I had in the past. Miraculously, I actually did it one day, but then I blew it off for the rest of the week. Oh, I had a host of good excuses. I stayed up late. I had work I needed to do. I had to pay the bills. These are the things I always have to do, aren't they? Why are they in the way of my exercise now? Simply put, I have the wrong frame of mind. I am missing a true joy in my heart that only God can show me. I need peace and happiness. And when I get that, I will be able to defeat myself and my weight problem. While I am writing this, it is crossing my mind that the extra weight itself is also part of the stress that creates a deeper, more morose view of my life. I have become disenchanted with the world around me. I feign happiness around my friends and family while feeling the need to scream for help. I feel alone in this struggle, and this is what is killing me. I know that I am not alone. There are many with the same struggles against their demons. The demons that lie to us and tell us that we cannot do what we set our minds to. The demon lies to all of us as we are trying to improve ourselves. This is a fact. To conquer the demon, we must accomplish three things. One, set things right with our family and friends and seek their support. Two, establish a healthy exercise routine. Three, cut all unnatural sugars from our diet. Of the three things I laid out in the last chapter, only one involves food itself. The reason is because food is a necessity and we can never avoid it. The first and most important part of the work ahead of us is to assess our surroundings. Many people live in a stage of unhappiness and are unwilling to change the situation they are in. If one does not admit where they are, then they can never create a roadmap of where they need to go. Again, I don't want to belittle this. The failure of most people comes from this grave and serious error. Even when we are aware that something is wrong, we avoid it and take the path of least resistance. This is human nature. However, this part of us is what we must overcome to beat the demons in our minds that weigh on our hearts. Only then can we progress in anything that truly matters in life. So even though I am writing about how to lose weight, this is also about how to be right with yourself. This is something that I often fail to do. Be better just doing what needs to be done, and then you can move to the second stage. Pondering what I have just written, I realize that the first of these points of actions to lose weight is really a command to bring true love and peace to your life. The second is not as hard as the first. Once you have found love and peace in your life, 
Adding exercise should be a walk in the park, pun intended. To determine the pace, an exercise of choice depends on how bad your weight problem is. If you are coming from a near vegetative lifestyle, the first step is to walk. Step into what all humans should be doing. Walking, taking a minimum of 10,000 steps a day. This doesn't mean you should go from near zero to that figure in a day. It does mean that you lay out a plan of action and increase the number of steps you take every week. I personally use a Fitbit to track my steps, but many smartphones also have free apps you can use. Once you have reached the 10,000 steps per day goal, I believe you are ready for some cardio exercise and strength building. Again, you don't need to spend money. You can do jumping jacks for cardio and sit-ups and push-ups for strength building. I would recommend you start with 20 minutes a day and get up to 45 minutes a day, if possible. Some people feel so good from exercising when they begin that they actually get addicted to it and will do more. This is a habit that cannot hurt you unless you become obsessed and push your body past its limits. I recommend never pushing yourself when your body is telling you to stop. Finally, having accomplished the other two objectives, you will be mentally prepared to beat the sugar addiction we have all been breastfed on. Looking at the packaging of all processed foods is the first step. If it has sugars, corn syrup, sweeteners of any kind, put it down. If the packaging claims to be sugar-free but contains sweeteners, even non-caloric sweeteners, you have to avoid it because these reinforce the addiction. Candies and commonly acceptable sweets are the first to go. Those include cake, cookies, and ice cream. There are also foods that are high in energy that convert to sugars in our bodies. You must cut these out at the beginning and keep their intake low moving forward. These include pasta, rice, and the like. Oh, and one more thing. All sauces typically contain sugar. Some more than others. There are some of our favorite flavorings such as ketchup, pizza, and spaghetti sauces, salad dressing, and more. And if you don't make the dressing for a salad yourself, I'm willing to bet any pre-made sauce contains sugar. Accomplishing all three of these things will help you lose weight, boost your happiness, and bring joy into this world. When you are happy, those around you will know it, and that will help spread joy. If you are content with your situation now, I know it will double your joy when you accomplish this. I myself continue to fail. I fail and I know why. But the trick is to get back on track and do it again. We are human and we all fail. Sometimes it seems there are not enough hours in the day. But truly there are. Just take one day at a time. And you will get there. Become the best you know you can be. Never quit and keep trying. You have not lost this battle until the day you quit. Don't give up. I am in your corner and countless thousands of others just like us. If you have a smartphone, you will find several things to help you. I love the Fitbit app and competing within a community of friends and acquaintances. It's always great to be motivated by others. There may be other apps out there that are wonderful, but I find that this is the most popular community, and you will find more people you know here than anywhere else. My Fitness Pal is a great tracking app. It's easy to keep track of your calories as it scans barcodes on food labels and communicates with your Fitbit. It is essential to keep a diary of your food and exercise choices. 
It is free and works brilliantly. My last recommendation is to avoid sugar like the plague in the morning. If you don't, you're setting yourself up for a difficult day because you'll be craving stuffing your face for the rest of the day. In conclusion, with no more to say about myself or what I have done, I want to now focus on some closing words for you. If you decided to read my book up to this point, weight is a problem for you. I want you to know that there is nothing wrong with most of you that you cannot overcome. Each and every one of you is a gift to this world. Do not feel defeated. Know that you are loved and not alone. Hundreds of thousands of us in the modern society are suffering from this cruel complication in our lives. Yet, even with the fat, you are a person worth knowing, loving, and spending time with. I believe you are here for a purpose. Do not hide in a shell or feel ashamed of your appearance. Instead, be brave enough to speak out with kindness and affection, and your life will find balance. With your newly gained knowledge, you will overcome this issue. I truly am praying for each and every one of you. May God bless you with the strength and peace to overcome your problems so you can live an abundant and joy-filled life. Guillermo Perez, July 2018. Well, that concludes the book, the reading of the book. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it was a task I wanted to do. It was something I wanted to put in words. I wanted to share parts of my life and just let everyone know that, hey, we're not alone out there. We're all together and we're all human beings. And if we all showed some love and respect and then tried to help each other, then we can all live a healthy and happy, joy-filled life. I hope that's a takeaway you got. And at the same time, I hope you had a few laughs listening as well. Well, anyway, that's the end of my story. God bless you. And I hope I see you in another podcast or book in the near future. Take care.